Welcome to this week's episode of the Marked for Eternity podcast, where we bring you biblical truth on topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. This episode is made possible by the Ultra Global Partners. To find out more information about the Ultra Global, please go to thealtraglobal.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Here are your hosts, Jeremiah and Paul Johnson. Welcome to the Mark for Eternity podcast. This is one of your hosts, Jeremiah Johnson. On the podcast today, we have a special guest, Benjamin Dietrich from Ignite Ministries International based out of Maricopa, Arizona. Actually had a chance to get to know Benjamin. I don't know if that was last year or the year before. Um, We were at a conference together and then you were so gracious to give me a ride to the airport and it was just like ignite i don't know maybe the name of your ministry but we just hit it off and immediately felt a sense of shared values and passion and heart for the lord so thanks for joining us you're here this weekend for revival weekend at our fellowship but thanks for joining us today oh it's such an honor jeremiah benjamin you um i know that you're you're younger but you're also seasoned you started early you've worked for multiple ministries you've traveled around the nation really carry a, a apostolic prophetic thing on you that I think is super powerful. I've, I've been in several um, rooms where when you start prophesying under the authority the Lord's given you, everything shifts. I mean, just a, just you're humble, you're meek, you walk with Jesus, you love your wife and kids. It's just amazing. I'm anticipating uh, what the Lord has. I wanted to ask you, you know, here we are, we're at the end of 2022, but we know we've already entered a new year on the Hebrew calendar. What is the Lord saying to you? You know, we have listeners from all over the world. What are some things that you're picking up on that maybe we could key in today to maybe look at or watch for? Where where should our ears be tuning into right now? Right. Well, Jeremiah, it's such an honor to be on here with you and so respect you and Morgan and everything you guys are doing over the years. I've followed you for years and just what a what a blessing to take you to the airport and yeah. you know <laughs> gain a gain a new friend and so Amen. Yeah. So I really when I'm looking at this year and since 2020 the Lord told me in 2020 he said I don't want you to look at individual years anymore I want you to look at decades. Okay. And so really I'm looking <clears throat> at this decade and what God is doing in this decade. There are a few things that are specific for this year, but one of the pictures for this year And I think it's important for Christians as we delve into numbers and we delve into symbols and we delve into Hebrew and Greek and all of these things, that we keep Christ the center focus. I think that's important for prophetic people in a prophetic community. We don't want to get off into new moons and feasts and everything that Paul was talking about in the different epistles to Mm -hmm. the church, you know, because Christ is everything. Christ is foremost. But one of the things that we can see in this year through the lens of Christ in 5783, 2023, however you want to look at it as, is a person running forward, a person running forward. Patricia King did a powerful teaching about this that I received so much from. And as we run forward in this year, and as I heard Patricia talk about this, the Lord began to speak to my heart, and he said, Benjamin, we are going to move forward in 2023. We are going to move forward in this season and in this era. But he said, take care how you move forward, how you move forward. Because there would be a temptation to run carelessly, to run heedlessly. And I think some of the things we really need to look out for is, number one, offense. 
Uh, the Lord gave me a few keys. I think offense is a huge thing that we've got to be on the look for. Um, Jesus in Matthew 24, he said, take heed that no one deceives you. But then he started talking about things. I love Jesus' response to his disciples. You know, they're just like us. Uh, they said, when are these things going to happen? What's the prophetic fulfillment? You know, we have all these um, different people, you know, trying to, to search for answers of the future. It's Almost like sometimes as a prophet, I feel like people want to make me like a slot machine, you know, just pull the lever and get a prophecy. I don't know if you ever feel I that way. I can't relate to that. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's like we're so focused on the future. But when Jesus' disciples asked him about the future, he said, take heed that no one deceives you. That was his response to them first. And then he said that in those days that many would be offended mm -hmm. and they would betray and they would hate one another. And as you know, the word for offense in the Greek, it's, it, the Greek, it's scandalon. It literally means a trap and it's a bait of a trap. And I think that we've got to be on the lookout specifically in relationships. The enemy is trying to disrupt many relationships in this season. And so we've got to be on the lookout for offense and not be baited by the enemy in this new era because of all these prophetic revelations and all these things we could talk about relationships are the bedrock of the apostolic relationships are the bedrock of the prophetic relationships are the bedrock of the move of god and so relationships are what going to be are going to be what sustain us in the days to come and so offense is something we've really got to be on the lookout for another thing i think we've got to be on the lookout for is how we're building how are we building in this season? There's an old poem that I learned when I was a kid. I still remember it to this day. But it's, it was the poem called The Master Spoke. And it says, The Master spoke, but I scarcely heard above the noise and din. Above hurried feet and hammer stroke, I was building a house for him. Then he took me aside and he told me this, that while earthly things grow dim, he would rather a place in this heart of mine than the house I was building for him. And so it's like, how are we building mm. in this season? Are we building for the Lord? Are we building um, in spite of the Lord? I think sometimes we build our own things in spite of even what the Lord is doing. Are we building with the Lord? Are we focused on what he is focused on? Are we asking God to bless our vision? Are we asking God to bless the work of our hands? Or are we truly laboring and partnering with the Lord in the work of his hands in this nation, in the nations of the earth. The Lord wants to build much in this season and in this era. As I said, it's built upon relationships. Offense is a trap we want to avoid in the midst of those relationships. But as we build with the Lord, how are we building? And in fact, the Bible says, take heed mm -hmm. to how you build. Uh, some of the things that we think are gold and gems and solid things that the Bible reveals that it'll be on that day when those things are tested, when the fires of truth, when the fires of eternity burn up our works and test our works. Some of those things that we think are gold and iron and gems and all of this, they'll be revealed as wood, hay, and stubble. And so the Lord is encouraging us to build with him in the place of intimacy. Everything starts from that place of intimacy with the Lord. And he would rather a place in this heart of ours than the house we're building for him. So those are a few things that are on my heart as we get started in this. Yeah, man, that's excellent. Uh, it really bears witness with me. I felt uh, very similar um, what we're pursuing even now. I know um, I was out with Patricia there in Arizona. You were in the audience. I, I was going after this whole thing of offense. Right. I just feel so strongly, you know, sometimes in, in transition, I know when we start talking prophetically, you lose some people, but I, I noticed in transition, 
the spirit of Leviathan specifically gets in, and this spirit oftentimes twists the words of people. Mm-hmm. It it causes us to question the motivations and the intentions of people's heart. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the spirit of Leviathan tries to divide and disconnect Mm -hmm. relationships Mm -hmm. that are supposed to be forming Mm -hmm. through the spirit of offense. And uh, I really have felt like the Lord said to me, I've written a a book where the Mm -hmm. Lord began, I was sitting on Paul and Barnabas Mm -hmm. go on their first journey. Mm -hmm. And then you have kind of, it's a little, I mean, I've read a lot of commentaries and study, but it's like, what happened? You know, John Mark comes into the picture and, you know, Barnabas goes one way and Paul goes the other. And I've I've been sitting on this new era thing where the Lord said to me, there have been many Paul and Barnabases that have been on a journey together for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And now we're moving into a second adventure Mm -hmm. with new connections, with new pathways and the narrative surrounding why we separated, uh, uh, to maybe if there was an individual, we've got to be very careful that that spirit of Leviathan doesn't come in mm-hmm. to seek to twist, to seek to sow an offense. And so I've really been, been after this thing, even guarding my own heart, because when the Lord starts aligning you with new people, when you start, like, I've never met this person, but man, you know, there's like my baby's jumping. Sometimes that can cause jealousy. Sometimes like, you know, Barnabas is saying, Hey, Paul, or, or Paul saying to Barnabas, Hey, what I'm, I'm over here with Silas now mm-hmm. I'm over here. And it's like, well, wait a minute. And so I just really sense the heart of God on the podcast today to alert listeners mm-hmm. as we're moving into this decade of moving forward, that there mm-hmm. could be new connections, mm-hmm. there could be new things, and we've got to be on the alert that this Leviathan thing doesn't come and twist, mm-hmm. and it rides on pride. Mm-hmm. I mean, my gosh, I found in my life that what what did not, what caused me to want to make sure that the story being told was the right one. Mm-hmm. What caused me to defend myself, yes. what caused me to want to fight for my reputation was always pride. Right. Leviathan rides on pride and then it comes and starts working its way. Have you had any experiences like this? Any seasons of transition that have mm-hmm. you're finding your way? Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. About, I think it was two years ago, um, we were in a conference at the time. I was the lead pastor at Barbara Yoder's church in Ann Arbor, uh, Michigan. Barbara Yoder, an amazing apostle, amazing woman of God over many years and had the honor of serving her for 10 and a half years, actually, uh, after a season with Robert Stearns. And we were at a conference and the spirit of the Lord just came into the room. And the Lord, sometimes it sounds funny, but sometimes when I'm in the place of the spirit, the Lord will literally put, my, put his hand under my chin and push my chin up, mm. and I'll do it two or three times, and I know what he's saying to me is, heads up, mm-hmm. heads up, something is about to happen. I want to say something to you. As a watchman, you know, watchmen see things ahead of time before they happen. Uh, the Lord says in the Bible, even, you know, see, I tell you now before it happens, and that's a watchman, part of that watchman anointing. So he did this to me. I was sitting actually on the drums in this conference, and he 
pushed my head up. So I got out from behind the drums. I was the lead pastor at the time, but playing the drums. Mm -hmm. I love that we get to just do it all, right, mm -hmm. when we serve in the ministry. And I came out and I, and I started prophesying about earthquakes underneath the water, that there would be earthquakes all around the world underneath the waters, that there was a shifting in the tectonic plates and there was going to be underwater earthquakes that were going to cause different, you know, waves, tsunamis, different things. In that time, there was about seven or eight of them after that time. But what I felt that it was over was the dragon of the sea, the the, the swift and gliding serpent that Leviathan is described as in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. And I felt that Leviathan would start to move. And around that time, we saw much happen in the media. I think the media really has become in many ways the false prophet of our generation. And we see Leviathan work through the media in, in a lot of ways. And, and you know, the media war that, that's centered around the election, around uh, that whole COVID era, you know, pastoring through that was quite an experience. You know, mm -hmm. you've got COVID, you've got to mask or not to mask. That was our existential question, to mask or not to mask, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know we had all kinds of things that were, that were, you know, surrounding us in that time. And it was really a Leviathan spirit. And so around that time, I knew that Leviathan was going to be working. And so I saw over that last two years, attack after attack after attack in that Leviathan spirit. And as you said, it all works around pride. And I think many times our pride baits us in that. Like you mm. said, you, you want to defend the narrative. You want to defend your reputation, not even for yourself. Sometimes we do it for other people. Mm -hmm. We take on other people's offense and we want to defend other people that we hear something being said and we hear uh, gossip. We hear a narrative that we don't believe is the truth. And so we want to rise up and defend that friend or that colleague or whatever it may be. And our pride baits us. And in that bait, we're hooked mm -hmm. by Leviathan. The Bible even describes with Leviathan, it says, who can take a hook to his mouth? Who can draw him out of the waters? And so sometimes we get hooked by that spirit of Leviathan, and it all centers around pride. It all centers around our ego. And I, I feel that in this season, the Lord is calling us to the sufferings of Christ. And the Bible says if we share in his sufferings, we would also share in his glory. And I, th I went through a season, very painful season. I'm not going to say exactly when, but I went through a very pain painful season where I had to shut my mouth and let people say about me many things and not defend myself. I had people calling on me to say things, put out public statements, give my side of the story, all of that. And Patricia really helped to walk us through that. And in that, the Lord said to me time after time after time, he said, do not open your mouth. Do not open your mouth because as soon as you open your mouth, you will be hooked by Leviathan and you will feed the spirit that is operating right now in everything that's happening. And so I closed my mouth, and in that season, the Lord invited me into his sufferings. He invited me in to share in his sufferings, and he began to reveal to me that when you share in the sufferings of Christ, the way you share in the sufferings of Christ is when you open not your mouth. The way you share in the sufferings of Christ and the way you share in his glory is when you suffer for love. You know, we can suffer in many different ways. We can suffer in our body. We can suffer in our mind. We can suffer in many different ways, but a lot of time it's our own doing. We're suffering because of our own doing. We're suffering because of our own pride. We're suffering because of our own sin or failure or whatever. So we suffer, but it's not sufferings that share in glory. The only sufferings that share in glory are the sufferings we suffer for love 
for the cause of Christ. And so I think that spirit, I believe that spirit of Leviathan can be broken as we are willing to suffer the sufferings of Christ, open not our mouth, defend ourselves in no way, and love in spite of everything that might be being said or done or you know, different narratives that are going forth. I think the Lord wants to deliver us from two cultures in this era. He wants to deliver us in the body of Christ from a culture of gossip, and he wants to deliver us from a culture of suspicion. The Bible says love believes the best. It believes the best. It hopes all things. It endures all things. It, it believes all things. Many times when we, come, when we approach one another in the body of Christ, we don't believe the best. We mm-hmm. actually believe the worst. Mm-hmm. We assume the worst about somebody. Yeah, and I, I mean, man, it's like if I could go back and rewind the tape, mm-hmm. even for me, it'll be 15 years in full-time mm-hmm. ministry. Mm-hmm. When you stop believing the best about someone, mm-hmm. it is an immediate indicator that you need to stop what you're doing and engage them in a conversation wow. to dialogue to unity. Right. Because when you stop believing the best about people and you don't engage them to resolution, like you're saying, it's just like, bam, you just opened up the door to demonic suspicion, anger, bitterness, hatred, unforgiveness, and those tentacles get wrapped so far deep into relationships, marriages, churches, ministries, and then you have people, they've been doing ministry together, life together, married together for decades, and do not believe the best about one another. Right. And it's that that inability to confront, to dialogue. I don't I don't even think that we know how to do conflict resolution in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we know how to gauge emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are totally, we talk about IQ, but not EQ, totally right. disconnected from inability to engage one another at a heart level. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, again, if you're listening today and you have relationships past or present, I've even shared, I know for me, you know, you, you, you said once, sometimes the Lord like does the chin thing to me. For me, it's always been finances. Mm-hmm. So the Lord has taught me, I, I, at the end of every year for the last five years, I think about who doesn't like me. I think about ministers in the body of Christ who have a problem with me, and then I send them an offering. Wow. The Lord has taught me deliverance from bitterness, envy. And again, even whether I think I was in the wrong or not, Mm. I've learned how to stroke a check and just bless those who curse me, those I'm offended with. I just give until it hurts. And it's like supernaturally delivered me and helped me. I mean, again, we can do the fasting and praying and all that stuff. But for me personally, giving people hard-earned money, saved money, and just saying, God bless you, even though whatever you've done to me, um, it's just been so get creative, Mm -hmm. right? There are people today, the Lord's going to give you strategy. Maybe you're supposed to wash someone's feet. Maybe you're supposed to give them an offering. Maybe you're supposed to go to them in love and have a conversation and try to work it out. But we know God's a God of reconciliation, right? right? Even someone that has done the deepest, darkest, nastiest, he even gave Jezebel time to repent. Right. And so I just want to encourage people. I think that we're saying that we've got to move forward for sure. And there's definitely going to be this massive 
relationship realignment and birthing and rebirthing, but I think we're kind of sounding the alarm maybe as prophetic watchmen, like, hey, beware of Leviathan, beware of that hook Mm -hmm. trying to hook you. And obviously, you know, if, if, you know, fishing is an analogy, I mean, once that fish bites that hook, I mean, that's when you yank that thing and make sure you really got them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you give Satan an inch, he'll take a mile. Right. So good. One of the things I believe with all of this that we're talking about is we are called to take cities. We're called to take regions. This is the apostolic side of what God is calling us to in this hour. You know, Jesus was the one that walked perfectly in all the fivefold, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. He was perfect in all of that. And then he ascended on high. He gives gifts to men. Those gifts he gave to men are the fivefold, equip the saints. But one of the apostolic assignments that God has for the body of Christ is discipleship. And that discipleship is not just to be individuals, it's to be regions, territories, states, and even nations. He said he'd give us the nations as our inheritance. But the Lord spoke to me several years ago, and he said, Benjamin, you often, as the body of Christ, and me personally, it was was a personal and a corporate word to me, he said, you don't win the warfare without because you fail the warfare within. And he said, many times you're expecting Satan to show up with a pitchfork and horns. You're expecting, you know, be on the lookout for the big sins, you know, adultery, uh, fornication, you know, embezzlement, theft, you know, all these different things that we think is the big sins. But he said, it's the little foxes that spoil the vineyard of my people. And it's the little foxes that hook them and cause them to lose the warfare within envy, jealousy, suspicion gossip, you know, all of this stuff that cause us to lose the warfare within so we don't have authority and effectiveness to win the warfare without. And we cannot do what God is calling us to do without in the nations, in our regions, in our territories if we don't first govern ourselves on the inside. And so with all that we're talking about, you know, we could go into, I, there's a lot of things we could go into yeah. as far as prophetically yeah. in 2023. Yeah, the, this is so good. I, uh, my dad went to a meeting, um, you know, he was a pastor growing up with Francis Frangipain. Wow. And they had brought him in to the Midwest in Indiana, kind of asked, you know, it, it was the, I don't know, the era of spiritual warfare. And they were kind of gearing up for like, what's the principality? What's the whatever? And they said, my dad said that Francis got really quiet and said, the number one principality and power in this region is your pride. Wow. You know, and it was like, <laughs> y'all are looking for whatever out here. And it's actually the issues of the human heart right. that are empowering whatever you're facing regionally. So I just think there's a real call in a new year and a new era to uh, be on guard, guard our hearts. You know, the Matthew 24 passage, you know, that breakdown of relationships, you know, just due to the length of the podcast, we'll have to start to wind down today. But I I feel a, a, a burden, a prayer burden that maybe we could take the next minute or two and just ask the Holy Spirit. Um, to, for our listeners today, just to invade conversation, mm-hmm. um, uh, marriages, family, ministries, uh, that the prayer of Jesus in John 17, mm-hmm. the unity that Jesus desired, that oneness mm-hmm. uh, could be one in our relationships, and that if there's a need to reconcile, if there's a need to forgive, if there's a need to sow, that God would release grace there. Benjamin, could you pray for us? Yes, absolutely. Lord, I thank you that you are sovereign. And God, we yield to your sovereignty. God, even those of us that are listening right now, Father, we yield 
to your sovereignty. We yield to your will. We yield to your small and still and loud and resounding, whoever your voice shows up in our lives. Lord, I thank you for wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus to hit the hearts of everyone listening right now, God. Wisdom, the word in Hebrew, chacham, wisdom, which means nothing missing, everything in perfect order. Father, I thank you for your wisdom. You said by wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is furnished. God, by knowledge it is furnished with all pleasant and present, uh, pleasant and, and wonderful things. Father, I thank you for wisdom to hit the hearts of everybody listening, to hit my heart, God, to hit all of our hearts, God, in this new era in the body, that you would show us where we are building, where it is out of order where it is not to plumb, where it is not straight, where it is not level, where it is not balanced or strong or the foundation isn't right, God, in our relationships, in our building, in our uh, moving forward as we move forward, as we run forward, that we would take heed to how we build, Father, and that the, the spirit of wisdom, more than just intellectual knowledge, more than just understanding in our minds, but, Father, the spirit of wisdom that proceeds from the sevenfold spirit of God that Jesus, you are the embodiment of and the spirit of God is the embodiment of would hit our hearts right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. You would hit us with the spirit of wisdom and understanding and you would put in order everything that needs to be put in order, God, for us in this new era as we move forward to please you, God, to please your heart, to please your will, to please your way, Father. We yield to it. We submit to it. Father, thank you for the spirit of conviction right now, God, to fall upon us, that you would highlight, God, faces, names, different acts of obedience that we're to take, even now, Father, and we yield to it. We say yes and amen, Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Benjamin, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Looking forward to this weekend here at The Ark. And uh, for those listening, thanks for joining us. We'll be back with you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the March for Eternity podcast as we seek to bring biblical truth to this generation regarding topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. We want to give a special thank you to our ultra-global partners who make it possible for us to release fresh content such as this in order to train and equip the body of Christ around the world. If you were blessed by this episode, make sure to go to thealtraglobal.com forward slash podcast to listen to current and past episodes. God bless and thank you for listening.